Hey, everybody, it's MJ. I'm John. <laughs> oh, this is Real Estate and Fox. I'm How's Fox. everyone doing? Hi, everyone. Well, you know what? Real Estate Unboxed is taking off. And um, I think we're getting just people thinking a lot more about talking about tough stuff. That's what we do here. We talk about things. And I don't think it gets as tough as maybe some people were thinking, but it, it can get tough in our head. And we're talking about things that we deal with, circumstances, situations, adverse things that come about in our everyday you know, treasury sometimes of the business. Right. And uh, so that's why we unbox topics here to get everyone to hopefully have some good personal development. It's not necessarily training here. This is, no. this is about personal development and growth as an entrepreneur and a, and a business person, right? Right. Um, maybe it's because that you and I are so infused and we do this and we put our heads in it, but I can tell you, I am a measurably better person and my, I'm better at my profession by focusing on these things, right? These unboxable topics, these tough things, facing them and not ignoring them. So I, I would urge everybody that is listening to this point at this point, don't turn your back on these unboxable topics, face them and be involved, you know, because it's going to make sure you a better person. I'm sure there's unboxable topics out there that everybody has that they'd love to talk about because you feel oh. like, well, you know, it's almost a little bit like therapy, um, if you will. We, we all need a little, where do we go? Who do we, who do we talk to about these things? Because that irks me, yeah. it bugs me, it annoys me. That's, a, that's what I really hate about this, these type of people or that type of people because you know you're thinking it and we know you have an opinion about it. So we're gonna, we're gonna unbox today uh, what are we unboxing? Uh, yeah, this is what we're unboxing. And I know we, you know, we have our box and our box is full of all kinds of different topics and subjects and questions. Today, we're, we're going to unbox, why won't you talk to me? Why won't you talk to me? What do you mean by that? You know, the silent treatment. Um, you called it the real estate silent treatment. Well, for, first of all, we are in, you know, it's, it's, it's June here. It's the beginning of June. We have just finished the first half of the year, John. And we are seeing here in 2022, a shift in the marketplace. Yeah, It had to happen. It's finally here. I think we were feeling it for me. I was already feeling it in August of last year, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, and now it's, it's officially like here. Okay. And yet, even though the shift is here um, and we're going to start to see it again, uh, if you were in this business in 2008, 2009, there was a big shift there and that was an economic crash, but it was a shift. The real estate silent treatment is going to have to shift again. You can't stay silent. You cannot not talk to me. See, because I need to hear what's going on with your client, what has changed, what their posture is, what do they need, how can I help? And I don't want you to pass me along to a processor only, a transaction coordinator, or your assistant. Because I want to talk to the source. You know what I mean? I, I want to get to the person that, you know, I, 
I embarked on doing business with, I'm, I'm going to do business with the professional. I want to work with the lender. I want to talk to the escrow officer, not just the assistant. I want to talk to the cooperative realtor. And when you shove me off or ignore me or pacify me as if I don't exist or I'm not important, it's, it's not going to bring us together. Our job is to bring a meeting of the minds with our clients and also to serve them. It's a fiduciary duty that we have to serve. So I hate it when I'm told, text me only. Or I only get a text or I only get an email. I don't even get a response back if I wrote an offer. I'm getting nothing. I get crickets. I get nothing. And it is just quiet. How the heck do you expect me to work? How do you expect me to even go back and say what your client wants? Or what am I supposed to do? Just figure it out and then read your mind. And then, of course, you're going to get mad anyway because I didn't, we didn't talk about it. So that. That is annoying and it angers us when you do not talk to us. That's what we're talking about today. Well, you know, I think that we've mentioned this countless times that that lack of communication is the weakest link in the chain. And the chain is only as strong as the weakest link. And if somebody doesn't communicate, we've already, we already know fundamentally that lack of communication destroys a link. You can be a fantastic agent. You can be a fantastic somebody in the value chain. But if that person doesn't talk for whatever reason, intentionally or otherwise, you've now destroyed the entire value system, the entire chain. The entire transaction is now jeopardized as a result of you, whoever you is, certainly not you, MJ, but whoever it is that is listening that has been responsible for this, you now have assumed the responsibility of destroying albeit temporarily, unless you want to make it better. You've, you've taken the responsibility of destroying an element of that successful transaction. And like you had said, there's absolutely no reason for it. There's no purpose for it. I will add this. The, the, the rest of the people in the value chain, the escrow, the title, the lender, there is a, an expectation strong expectation that when an agent calls me, I return that phone call like right away. Okay. Now that's not a bad expectation. We should all have that expectation. But what frustrates me is when an agent does not get back to the other agent or me, if I need something, but they fully expect me to be the one to get back in touch with them. It's this do as I say, not as I do crap. Oh no. If you're going yeah. to expect someone in the value chain to uphold the communication protocol the way that you're talking about, MJ, you better be on top of it like everybody else or shut the hell up and do not do the transaction at all because we see what right. you're doing. My voice is getting yep. loud and my tone is changing because I am. This is, this is a brutal conversation with me and I despise when it happens to anybody in the value oh. chain because there's a lot of innocent people that are being brought down by that one individual that's not communicating. I hate oh, it. It, it. We hate it. It is the big, it's the H word. We actually hate it. I hate it. And I, I would think that the people that don't call back, they hate it even more. They're, they know mean? that they're the culprit. They know they're the culprit. They're the ones that don't return calls, 
but they hate it when nobody responds to them. You know what, MJ? Yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to ask you, what do you mean? If you're saying that they hate it too, so they know that they're doing it, but they're still doing oh, they it know and they know they hate it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. I, I totally know that they do, that, they, that they, they hate the fact that somebody else will not return the call to them. Like, oh, you're not going to call me back, but they're not going to do it. They want, they want their assistant to make the phone oh. call or talk to my transaction coordinator or whatever. But if, if it's done to them, they hate oh. it. I get what you're saying. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, they, they do. They do. Now, I, I don't mind working um, with a transaction coordinator or whatever, get, but, they, but, they're, but they're there to assist with documentation and coordination. signatures. They are the responsible party of who is going to tell me about repairs, who I need to discuss move in and move out situations or an inspection uh, challenge that we're having or a renegotiation. And yet you, you're, you're pawning me off on your assistant. I, I know listing agents that never, never talk to the co-op realtor. You deal always with the assistant. That I don't like at all. And I think uh, it's wrong. I think it's wrong. A hundred percent. Maybe you talk to, okay, maybe you never, maybe you talk to them once or you just do email back and forth communication in the very beginning and that's it. Now it's off to the assistant. How, how is that, how is that even serving your client? So that means I'm really working with the assistant. I'm not working with, you know, John Smith. Sorry, I'm not, uh, there's probably John Smith's out there, but that's just a, a, a you know, faux pas name, whatever. Right, right. The, the point is, I, I don't want that. Why won't you talk to me? And even in the MLS, John, I have, we have real estate professionals and agents that will literally put in the private remarks, do not call me text only. The heck is that? Really? They'll say that? Text only? Text only? Text only? Like, you mean, so that tells me, sadly, I do, t you, you need to tell your customer, I just want to let you know, I'm, I'm not able to communicate with, with the agent. They, they won't call me back. I'm always going to be communicating through text. They, they, they won't, I can't, I can't express what you're asking me to express to the agent so the agent can get that to the seller. So Imagine then, how we're going to get a transaction. How, how's it going to be, text? When, when you see those kind of things and assuming that you get that you're, you're in an offer is accepted um, and that lo and behold, you're really unable to turn around and get in touch with that, that listing agent. And for some reason, there's a, a definite need. Maybe it doesn't get to this point. Maybe you do this before. Do you ever reach out to the broker of record and say, hey, son, I'm, try I'm trying to get in touch with Joe Blow and I can't. And it says text only. And this is really frustrating and it's creating some, some dire effects in a smooth flowing transaction and you just need to know about it. Does that scenario happen? Totally. At, as a managing broker for years, those were the calls I used to get. We were no, always yeah. fielding, fielding calls going, um, John, I got a call from you know Ellen DeGeneres. She told me you won't return calls. What's the story? What's going? Well, I've been busy and she's a pain in the butt and she's annoying and her client this and that. And I just don't want to deal with her. I'm like, you need to call her back. So why should the broker be mediating? That's a, 
we're not babysitters like that. I, I Own agree. up to your business and be a business person. That should that should be the last thing that a broker is calling you for, is because you won't return your calls because you won't talk to them because you won't communicate. You everything's email. I used to get those all the time. Well, they'll only email me. I really need to talk to them. It's not coming across well because email is cold. Text oh, is cold. Yeah. You lose all the content and context in an email. You're absolutely right. If this is a people person business, email Thank and text you. is not what we're supposed to be using. Thank you. I need a little warm and fuzzy. I am right? trying to this is meeting of the minds here. So when I know something's not going well, I would like for the lender, and I'm going to put it back on the lender, give it to me straight. What's going on? Sure. I want to know how I can keep my sellers at bay, how I can tell them what's going on and to be willing to wait. How, what about what's going on if I have a second leg or a third leg or a fourth leg and I need to communicate with everyone Right. Why so-and-so that that party has to wait and that party has to wait, especially if you are the first domino or the last domino doesn't matter. The point is, is I need to hear it from the person that I'm hoping is holding the ball. Sure. And if you're going to pass me on to the processor or the assistant, and now I have to go up to the higher chain, you think that the higher chain knows the answer? They would call me as a managing broker. I don't know the answer to what's going on with your situation. They want to talk to you, the you know, realtor, they want to talk to the lender. They want to talk to the escrow officer that maybe has more experience on the, the issue of holding three and a third. And you're giving me to an assistant to fill out a form. And, and, and I want to talk to the escrow officer. I want to talk to the title rep. I don't want to talk to the, not to the title rep, to the title officer. I have a situation with, with a, a, um, an affidavit of death and a missing signature. And how are we going to go? Maybe we need to talk to the attorney at the, you see what I mean? I, the source of, of, of expertise or the one who's going to help me negotiate and hear the story. You've got to hear it because email and text is cold. You know, I'm reading a book and I'm not going to get into what book it is, but what I'm learning is that there's this, this, this change in attitude of, the value of email and the value of text and the measurable meaningless of it when it comes to us being in human beings in our business, it really is truly a people person business. There's a lot of cognition that goes into it, feeling people's energy, seeing their expressions, their expressions of worry, of sadness, of fear, of love, of joy. I mean, they, you don't get that. I don't care how hard you try if it comes through electronically. All right. So all the more reason why, why the people who do it right should have a responsibility to convey how wrong it is to do things only electronically or to not do things at all. Do you remember, MJ, a story that I told you? I think it was one of the other podcasts. And if you'll allow me, I'd like to be able to tell it again really, really quickly that because I think it upholds exactly what it is you talked about. Um, sure. It was about two years ago that I was, uh, I, I was, it was a, a jumbo loan that I had done. It was in Laguna Beach. And the listing agent had said, I want everyone in the value chain to come on out here. It's a 15 minute meeting. And then we're going to let you go. MJ, I'm in Riverside. The last thing I want to do is to go to Laguna Beach <laughs> for a 15 minute meeting. Okay. I had no idea what this is about. So we get on in there. 
the listing agent's there, the buyer's agent is there, the escrow is there, title is there, I'm there, okay? Everyone's there. And he goes, since communication sucks sometimes, the buck stops with me. There will be no zero communication. If someone decides to not communicate, I'm going to hear about it and the hammer is going to come down on you. The buck stops with me. I am responsible for everything and I communicate. And if something doesn't go well, it's my fault. And if things go well, it's everybody's success. Do not not communicate. If I hear about it, you're going to be in real trouble. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye. MJ, it was the fastest, most beautiful conversation I have ever, I mean, transaction I have ever had. And it's that thing, someone in the value chain upheld, this is the most important thing. I'm surprised that agents don't do that more often, saying no one will not communicate in this freaking transaction. It will not happen yeah. under my watch. It would be a right. beautiful thing if agents were to say that. So, Well, but you just brought something up. Not only is that, you know, mind-blowing, um, and you said that was two years ago, so prior, you know, pandemic, right? Right, 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 right. Okay, that that escrow would show up and somebody from title would show up, maybe it's the title rep or whatever. But mm -hmm. it, the point is you've got everybody that is going to put this together there. Right. Right. Now it's so much easier because you can zoom. All the more reason you can't make an excuse, right? All the more reason to do something like this and yes, actually a, a listing agent now, now we on our contracts we're called sellers agents okay um a seller's agent taking control but in a in a positive leadership style yes it doesn't mean that the buyer's agent isn't that isn't a leader they have to lead and support whatever sure. is going to be needed for their buyer but yet i have the product and i've brought everybody together because this this product is what's going to get sold and passed along to someone else so they, they're the rightful leader, if you will. It wouldn't make sure. sense for the buyer to do it, right? I think that's hugely, what a, what a lesson. What a lesson. In, and it should be it should happen all the time. Oh, my gosh. Well, and I'm not, yeah, there's, yeah, there's no silent treatment there because now it's almost like, it's almost like today in the SMS world of texting, yeah. when you get everybody in the texting and someone doesn't respond, right? Then it's like, hello? Oh, hello. We're waiting for your yes or no. Yeah. Are you going or are you not going? Right. Or, and so that that's basically what that person did. And I think that's really important. I mean, I had a transaction uh, recently where we were all on SMS like that. And I said, listen, I want us all to be able to communicate because there were two people in the party that were not parties to the transaction but they wanted to be part of the transaction anyway. And everybody wanted them included, but they're not on the contract, but they have a say according to the buyers, their opinion matters, and they want them to know everything that's going on. So I said, well, then if that's the case, the only way to make sure that everybody knows what's going on, because you want to have grandma in it, you want to have your father in it or, you know, whatever, then we're going to get everybody in the easiest way for quick little things. Cause we can't zoom all the time. Cause I'll zoom is we need to be together on a text. Now everybody knows what's going on. And you set up the, I need to make sure that everybody responds. So you will at least say yes or no, or got it, that you got the message. I need a thumbs up, I need a something. Cause if somebody is missing, I won't go on. Everybody, cause you said grandma needs to be able to say yes or no. And so does your father. So, okay, 
then that's the way it's going to be. Again, nobody wants to be left out. And that's what the silent treatment is. When you won't talk to me, I'm, I feel like I'm being left out of something or there's something you're not telling me, John. By you not talking to me, you, I mean, I'm taking all kinds of ideas in my head. Number one, you're lazy, you're rude, you don't care, you're not telling me the whole story, maybe you're right. not even in town, are you even working on this? Do you even know what's going on with your seller? Like, who, what's going on? Who am I working with? It's, it's, it's like working with a goat. You can't talk to the wall. No, um, it, it's almost like, I mean, communication is like, not like, it's exactly like playing catch. You're playing catch. I have the ball, I throw it to you. You have the ball, you throw it back. If you have the ball and you don't communicate and you hold on to the ball, I start going, what the hell's going on? Why are you throwing the ball yeah. back to me? Now, the weird thing is with regards to this kind of communication, you're on one side of a fence. I can't even see you. So when I throw the ball over the fence, we started playing. I threw the ball over and then the ball came back. I assumed you were there, right? right. Because the ball came back. <laughs> but if I throw the ball and then it doesn't come back, are you there? Did you catch it? Did you fall in the pool? Did you hit your head? Did you go and, and go inside? The fact of the matter is, is the ball over there? Who's got the freaking ball? Okay, so hold on. I'm going to be the heckler for a second because okay. I can hear I can hear that person going. All right, so does it matter who threw the ball back to you as long as you got the ball back? So what if my assistant answered? What what does that matter? So why can't my assistant answer for you? She called the seller and she asked him. I have that kind of arrangement that my assistant is there on my appointments with me, or they go on Zoom and they're very close to the seller. I don't need to be calling you for every, you know, simple little thing. I'm not saying that you can't have an assistant. What I'm saying is there are people that literally never want to talk to you. And I'm not going to negotiate with your assistant. But yet there are some sellers agents that do all of that. And they will disagree with what I'm saying. Well, I, I, my assistants are licensed. They're just as good. And I've trained them. And if you're working with me, you're working with my whole team and etc. Okay. That's fine, John. I get it. But I do need to know that up front because if, if, if I'm never going to be able to talk to you, you need to tell me that this is how it works Absolutely. so that I know who I'm dealing with and that they're actually part of the contract. So here's where I would go with that. Um, and maybe this is slightly off, tech, off the, the topic of it, but maybe not. Um, when I went to SRCAR yesterday, there was an attorney that's a real estate agent that was talking. And he was, I'll tell you what, he scared the crap out of me so much. There's no way in the world I would be an agent because of the litigation <laughs> and the potential litigation that, that agents find themselves in if they do anything wrong and how easy it is to sue agents. And then everybody else in the value chain gets taken down. My response to that is, and because it, it's completely relevant what you're saying, MJ, who's on the contract? Is it your TC? Or is it your name? No. Right? Right. I want to deal with a person on the contract. 
that is my legal obligation to deal with a person on the contract. This is all nice and fine that you got somebody there. But if I see Joe Schmo on that contract, until such a time as I know that everything in the contract is taken care of, that it's negotiated, that all the counters are signed, that everything is fine. And if I got a complicated issue, I'm calling you because you are the person on the contract, period. Yep. End of conversation. Yep. I mean, to me, that's where it, I mean, it starts and it ends with the two people that are on that contract. And there can't be more than two, right? Right. Am I right? Right. You've got to no, have there MJ more than someone two. else. No, you can have two people on a contract. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to have a licensed assistant that's going to be working and doing things, put her name on there. Put his How name on there. How often does that happen? I really, well, not rarely do I see RPAs that have got two people on the contract. I see no. an MJ and I see a Joe Blow. Yeah. No, not very often, but it happens to often where we get pawned off and and i hear the seller's agent going well i don't agree because i'm not gonna be answering stupid questions that buyer's agents ask and things like that but look i get it if you tell me hey listen if you have certain types of questions you know sarah or or, or bob is is going to be that person right anything negotiate we're going to negotiate anything that you need you get to me they'll get they'll they'll make sure that i return the call i'm I, that's what i want to know Yes. I, I, that's all I'm saying. I just want to know that I can talk to you. Then, yep. then we're, we're flipping the coin now too, because we're talking about contractually and yes, getting into a transaction. But what about, you know, there's that seller's agent that doesn't return phone calls at all, only texts when you're doing showings and things like, because they don't want to be bothered. But we were taught that sometimes you want to talk to the seller's agent about certain things, you know, they're, it's a hot market, low inventory, all that stuff. And I, I would like to know, how many offers do you have? And if, if you do, you know, maybe I go back and tell them they have 20 offers. Do you want to compete? Um, some people will say text only and I'll text you everything you need to know because I'm not going to be returning a bunch of phone calls. Well, if you're a really great texter and you can at least communicate, I can understand that part of it, John, because we're not, we're not engaging in business yet. But I do question why realtors don't pick up the phone and why, why they, and I'm going to put it on lenders too. Um, why do they, why do they, they look and they go, Oh, I don't know that number. I, I don't know who that is. Well, of course you probably don't because you have a listing and people are probably calling you about, you're like, I don't want to pick that up. No, I'm, I'm in the hot tub. I'm out doing whatever. Uh, I'm not picking that up right now. They can leave a message. They can text me. I hear that all the time. They don't want to be, they don't want to talk. Then, then I'm like, why'd you get in the business then? That, that's, that's, our, that's our job. That's our job. All we talk. Do. My, my throat is on fire today, by the way. I have, I have a sore throat. So I'm not feeling all that, that well with my, my voice. And so my throat hurts. And we do a lot of talking. We do a lot of talking. Yeah. And we can get tired. And I get that. But you can at least say, hey, listen, I've, uh, how can I help you? You know, what can you do? I'm not in a position to talk right now. If it's, you know, what, then communicate with me that way and maybe come off in a way that I can understand it a little more warm and fuzzy so it doesn't come off cold. You know, emojis help. You can put a thumbs up if you don't want to be smiley face person. But the whole don't, why won't you talk to me even happens before we're in a transaction. And I do need sometimes to relay information 
or grasp information to see whether or not it's worth my time to write the offer and get a buyer excited about something they may not be able to have. I think that it's also not only an ethical and a moral thing to do, MJ, uh, but as I interpreted some of what this attorney had said yesterday, it was a, a risk management. We kind of talked about it on my way home from Urietta yesterday, remember? He was also talking about um, communication, verbal communication, not necessarily text because text can get you in trouble, but verbal communication is, is a legal obligation often that you have. And if you don't do it, and you, you, you can create problems that can come back and hit you legally. And anytime that there's a legal ramification, it gets extremely exp uh, expensive as everyone is pulled into the value chain. So we said, if you can talk electronically, obviously, because you have proof, but don't ever just drop the ball and walk away from someone because you're going to make yourself liable. Yeah. And I sadly, I mean, I see it. I see it on lender sides too. I'm not going to, I don't have any information for them. So we stop and then everything stops. And you just can't do that in this business. You just can't. There, there, you can't. I so appreciate that you said that because there is a legal standpoint and obligation to verbally communicating. Um, there, there is that kind of fine line where we're talking right now about why won't you talk to me? And there could be reasons why you don't want to return course, a phone call right? in the sense of this person is consistently adversarial. I can never get a word in edgewise. Um, they don't allow me to speak or they're, and you know, they're always just doing all the talking or they can all also be very harassing and vulgar. Now, if somebody is going to do that, you don't have to take that. I can simply say, no, you know what, right. John, I'm, I'm going to, you know, at this very moment, I will not allow you to speak to me that way. I do not appreciate vulgarity. I am going to hang up now unless you are willing to have a civil conversation with me. Correct. Well, you're this, you're that, and you're whatever. I'm, a, I'm hanging up now politely. I will no longer allow you to and hang up. <clears throat> now, that's different. I don't want to call you back. But the whole premise of unboxing the topic of why won't you talk to me is because there's so many people that won't even in the beginning. I know. I know they won't even they won't even respond to the offer that you that you submitted. And then they're like, you better hurry up and you better do it my way. You better do it the way I, I want you to point to the left and pick up your foot and do exactly what I say. But then when you want the, the returned information, you won't return anything. You're crickets. You're just you're not around. And don't just text me only. And I'm only going to email and I'm only this. How how in the world can we ever do what we do? without opening up our mouth and allowing somebody to be heard correct about what's going on. And I don't like, I went through a transaction a couple months ago and the lender was the buyer's choice. Okay. And I don't know this lender. I never got a phone call back from the lender. Not oh, once, what? not once, not once, not once. I worked with a processor the entire Oh my God. Really? never returned a phone call, sent me back one email and didn't even answer my question and said, I'll get back to you in a couple of days with the answer. We had an appraisal issue. We had a, a couple of issues with, you know, getting some tax returns and stuff like that, that put a bubble in it. I never got to talk to that lender. And some people may say, well, why do you need to talk to the lender? Because 
for crying out loud, the customer was upset. There was their choice. I can't go back to them and go, well, that's what you get for not using my resources. You can't do that. You that's have to be there to help either. them Correct. And, and try to bring everybody together. That's, that's what this is. So I was, I was upset. They were upset. And yet the processor will, I'll, I'll ask so-and-so I'll, I'll get back to you. She could never get an answer from them till she finally just kind of had to figure it out and work with the underwriter. It doesn't work. Not talking to me doesn't work. And so we need to not be afraid. If you don't know what to do or how to do it, then the sad thing is, yeah, you got to go up the chain and you got to, I, I couldn't go up the chain. I couldn't even get to who is the mortgage brokers supervisor who I couldn't get to anybody. Wow. It was, it was an online lender. They, they got all kinds of people. You couldn't get to anybody. You know, the thing that frustrates me about this entire topic that we brought up that we've been talking about is that it's not complicated. You see, if it was rocket science, then you and I could break it down and say somewhere along the way, this is why it breaks down and then and use that as an excuse. All right. But this is simple. This is such a simple, stupid ridiculous, not even worthy of unboxing topic. We should not be talking about, oh, all you have to do is talk. All you have to do is communicate. And then the problem solved. Holy God, to me, that's what frustrates me more than anything else. It's easy. We have one of these things called mouths supposed to be used in a way professionally, and we know how to do it. Just solve the problem. How would, your, how would your client appreciate you never calling them? And then they're just going to speak to the assistant. Now, I know this for a fact because I've worked with people and I will not mention names mm-hmm. where the clients would call me and say, I never get to talk to him or her. I always have to talk to the assistant. So what's really going on with my file? What's really happening with that buyer? Why haven't I heard back from so-and-so? What's the deal? The client doesn't even get phone calls back sometimes from from the professional john i know that in itself unacceptable and we need to grow from this this is where i was saying how do we how do we grow from this how if if you're nervous about look bad news needs to be you need to tell them quick you do not wait on that Okay, so if you're newer in this business, I know you're scared to death to call them and tell them, but you better tell them because the longer you wait, the worse it's going to be. And that's the same way that the lender, I'd rather you tell me so and so my husband the other day got a call on one of his uh, transactions for his listings. And he said, I don't know this lender. I I don't know this lender. I have no idea who this person is called me and I, and I see it and I'm going, Oh, wow, I don't know this number. Let, let me pick it up. Hi, this is David. How may I help you? And he's like, hi, I'm so-and-so I'm the lender for the buyer on your listing on such and such. And I just want to let you know, the buyer just lost her job yesterday. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Now we're working with so-and-so to see whether or not the grandfather can qualify or whatever, but I'm, I'm letting you know before the agent gives you a call that I'm doing what I can to see if I can help save the transaction. What a phenomenal thing. You picked up the phone. Bad news. I so know what? it's hard, John, but, but you got to tell people what's going on. MJ, you know what I call it? You're going to love this. 
I call it the slipping wig syndrome. I don't the think slipping, you've ever heard what? slipping wig syndrome. Let me explain. <laughs> You're in an audience, okay? In a very big, expensive, very popular play. And the play is going on on stage. And the star actress is on stage and she's doing her primary role. And her wig starts to slip off her head. <laughs> Now she doesn't do anything about it. Everyone sees it. And it's slowly slipping off her head. Do you know what the audience now hears? Nothing. Do you know what they see? The wig. That's yeah. all they hear. That's all they see. They've tuned out the play. They've tuned out everybody else. And now everyone is looking at what is going to happen with the wig? The yeah. slipping wig syndrome. Now, what she does, <laughs> she can do a couple things. If she's a great actress, she looks at the audience and says, oh, this stupid thing. And then she pops it back on, scoots it on. Totally. And then she continues to do what she was doing. And everybody engages. Okay. Or yeah. she doesn't do shit. And the wig hits the ground. That's exactly what we're talking about here. When someone holds on to bad information, they're playing the slipping wig syndrome and everybody is watching the problem. Yeah. Wow. You cannot be part of that slipping wig. You've got to pick it up. Bad news, good news or whatever. Pop the wig back on. Get back into goddamn play and get it all done. <laughs> put it back on. It's not that big. I'm putting my wig back on right now. Once it's on, okay. it's not that big of a thing. You say, oh, stupid wig. Oh, we didn't get them qualified. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Bad problem, but it's not my yeah. wig. It's not my fault. I put it back on there. We cannot be part of the slipping wig problem. And that's where I, I'm going to, after this, I will convey what slipping wig is because, you know, people need to know. Don't be that slipping wig. Pop it on. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love I love that you always have good stories and good analogies. <laughs> Slipping wig. It's, it's really bad. I think, I think we just, we really need to grow from this because yes, I, I'm going to tell you, um, I hate it. And if you're listening, I know that you hate it too. Uh, it's being ignored. Yep. And by being ignored, it's just rude. Number one, you really are making things a lot worse yep. and you've got to pick up the phone. And I know returning phone calls to people that are adversarial and vulgar and things like that. That's not easy to, I know. And even to clients that, that can be that way. Um, I don't believe it's correct. And I don't believe you deserve to be talked at like that or whatever, but you continue to keep your composure and be professional. But in, at the end of the day, why, why won't you talk to me? And, and, and it, 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 it's, it's so unprofessional and annoying. You are making our industry look so much worse on the behavior of not communicating with your mouth and passing things off so that others can do your job. There are certain things I agree, John, that an assistant can do or a transaction coordinator, but not when it comes to talking about my clients and negotiating. And if I'm never going to talk to you, what in the world were you doing for the, for your client in the first place? How are you job. really working for yeah, this. This is, this is not hard. You know, and I think that is a way, my, my last comment on this is it's easy to not be the problem on this one. Nobody wants to be part of the problem. 
I don't know anyone in my life who say, I think I'm going to wake up this morning and I'm going to be the part of somebody's problem today. That's just not part <laughs> of vocabulary, right? Especially with professionals in this industry. It's easy to not be part of the problem. Don't be. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. As simple as it is, if it was that simple, why do we have this problem? And why is it that even with the shift this is market, it is, I brought it up earlier, we are going to have to do a lot more negotiate. That's what this business is about is negotiation. Yeah. You can't just only negotiate on paper. I realize that a lot of transactions go down with just simple, the, the, the art of negotiation is in the contract itself. But, you know, what about the old handshake that happened where you guys would talk about what you wanted? It's, it's that handshake is through communicating with your mouth. So I, I, I'm going to continue to stand on the soapbox of, look, don't be that person because don't be that problem. It's don't be that problem. Pick up the dang phone and return a call, or at least call me back. Tell me what's going on and don't leave me in the dark. Um, you know, eventually if, if you need to explain to me how you work, John, I think that, that that's okay. That's okay. But too. then explain how you work. Then at least talk to me and tell me how you work. So I have a better understanding. And then I can just say to you, John, but when I really have a situation, am I going to have trouble getting a hold of you when I need to talk to you and shit hits the fan, excuse my French. And we really have a situation where I got to figure out how we're going to work this together between seller and buyer so that we can solve the problem together. I'm looking forward to working with you. Right. So if I got to understand how to work with your team, explain it to me. Absolutely. But when so, the rubber meets that, that the road, takes, I want to talk to you. I think that the, the point is, MJ, you said this at the very, very beginning, is that if we're able to convince one person, only one person, to change the way that they do their business, whether it's the TC goes, goes to their boss and say, listen, you got to talk it out a little bit more, or they realize it themselves, then this has been worth it. That's what this is all yeah. about. We're not going to be able to change the world. It doesn't work that way. But there's a couple of people who are going to say, they're right. They're absolutely right. I'm not going to be part of this problem. And I'm not going to be part of the part of the problem if I'm part of the value chain that is being affected by it. it takes us all to Thank speak you. up and make that person be held accountable. Yeah. And be okay if somebody tells you, you know, I, I'm looking for you to not ghost me, as we talked about. and. Right. No, don't ghost me like that. At least tell me how it's going to go and how we're going to work together. If not, it's going to be a really sad transaction for the client. We're trying to give them a good experience as it is. And some situations are really difficult. So you, you know more about your client than me anyway. Yep. I don't want to know. Otherwise they'd be my client. Maybe they should be. I don't know. (laughs) No more silent treatment guys. Let's, uh, Let's open up more. Let's talk more. And, um, yeah, you, you were given a mouth to speak. So speak up for your client, be a better negotiator and communicator and um, talk to me. Yep. That's it. All right. That's, that's it for today's unboxed and whoo. That was one. Let us know what you guys think. We're all good. Yep. Love to hear more about your, what annoys you. (laughs) See you guys soon. Bye. See everybody. Bye. Peace.